Hey folks, it's Dr. Sam, and I'd like to welcome you to another iClarity podcast. We are at podcast 96. I am so happy to be here today. I hope everybody's feeling well, and uh, I want to start off with a little bit of inspiration. I've been listening to the mythologist, uh, his name is Michael Mead, and I've been following Michael for a long time. My wife and I actually signed up for his three-part series on myth. And one of the quotes that he shared last night was, was about obstacles. And you know how sometimes, and I'm going to kind of relate this to our health, that sometimes when we get obstacles, we think that, oh, there's really nowhere to go. And what he said was that the obstacle is the way, meaning that, you know, the obstacle can be very informing in terms of what our next steps are. And, you know, in the area of health, if we get some kind of a health challenge, sometimes we do run up against certain obstacles, whether it's a health practitioner, a type of modality we're being offered, some things our family says to us. And uh, by using the obstacle as a way to inform us, it kind of shows us the way. So I thought that that was very, very insightful. And uh, I'm really glad that, that people like him are out there to try to uh, decipher some of the things that are happening, uh, especially in the media. Okay, well, uh, we've got three questions today that I want to get to. And the first question is from a listener who writes in and he says, Hello, uh, I get what I call blisters on the inside part of the edge of my eyelids. I believe it is caused from dry eye. I sanitize my fingernail and scrape it off so it breaks off. And this gives me some relief. I have used your MSM drops and I feel that it helps. I was just wanting your opinion. Okay, well, you know, one of the, one of the big problems in eye care today is the rapid increase of dry eye syndrome. And it's reaching epidemic proportions for a variety of reasons and it can affect all the other eye structures specifically the eyelids specifically the inside part of the eyelid which is called the conjunctiva so some of the causes of dry eye are obviously our stress and for most of us we are doing this right now we're on digital time you know morning noon and into the evening hours and this actually dries our mucous membranes out, including our eyes, whenever we're around digital devices. That's the, the TV monitor all the way to the phone. So the environment that we are living in tends to dry us out even more. And then when we couple that with stress, whether it's visual stress, emotional stress, uh, media stress, um, we begin to dry out, and unless we are really diligent about hydrating ourselves, 
this is going to create a dryness in the eye structure. Now the, the anatomy of the eye, uh, if we look at the eyelashes, the eyelashes house some very important glands. And every time we blink, those glands squeeze, which produce the tears that actually cover the cornea. So for many folks, there's either a clogging of the tear ducts around the eyelashes. There's also another set of tears, uh, I'm sorry, another set of glands producing the tears, uh, which is higher up in the corner, kind of higher up in the eyelid. Anyway, both of those work together in producing both the oily and the watery part of the tears. So either if you have inflammation, um, if you have a stress, if you have an infection, um, viral, bacterial, fungal, these are all things that cause the, the uh, glands to clog up. And you know, there are techniques called lipoflow and the Bruder mask, which actually heat up the eyelids and it opens up the glands uh, for a temporary period of time, but certainly can give you some relief. Now, in this particular case, this gentleman is talking about blisters. So at that point, one of the things I'm thinking about, aside from you're not getting enough uh, tear production, is that there's a, such a congestion in the inside part of the eyelids that it's creating a consolidation of the blood vessels in the tissue, and this is what's causing the blisters. Now, there could be a secondary um, factor involving either it being a fungal infection or a viral infection that just won't go away. And you're definitely putting yourself at risk by trying to, to, to clean that or scrape it with your fingernails, even though your eye, uh, your hands are, you say your hands are clean. Uh, it's, it wouldn't be a practice that I would do. So, you know, if you don't want to go the allopathic approach and the allopathic approach would be doing more of these uh, techniques that actually heat up the, the tears, uh, heat up the, the lids that can produce more tears. If you don't want to do that, there's always steroid ointment, steroid eye drops. Um, again, very much a symptom approach. And we know long-term steroids can spike the eye pressure, cause cataracts, and even other secondary symptoms. I would probably move towards more natural remedies. Now you mentioned um, MSM, and MSM is certainly something that could moisturize and hydrate. You could also use your homeopathic eye drops. You know, you're gonna have to be diligent at this, meaning that, you know, when, when I prescribe eye drops for people, most people do it once a day intermittently and they don't get any changes. So if you've got this acute situation going on, you've gotta be willing to keep those eye drops in your pocket and use them four to eight times a day while washing your hands. You can certainly do things like the eye massage. That's great to do. You can do the Eye Bright Tea Compress, which I've talked about quite a bit, and uh, even things like the castor oil uh, massage into the eyelids. Uh, but secondarily, what's going on on a, a metabolic level? So the health of your thyroid. The thyroid is very control, uh, very much controlling uh, what's happening in terms of our eye moisture. So what I'm saying is, is that if you have an imbalance in the thyroid, most likely uh, this can have an effect on your eyes and it can either dry them out or create a lot of watering. 
In addition, uh, now this is more for women, but if there are out of control estrogen levels, either too high, too low, this can also induce, be one of the causative factors of dry eye. So getting that checked out is important. Adrenal health is a third aspect. So making sure uh, you're not living in, swimming in cortisol morning, noon, and night, because that is definitely gonna cause the eyes to dry out even more. And then, you know, when we get into, uh, you know, boosting your immune system, I really uh, encourage going to a functional medicine doctor and exploring what's the state of your gut health. If you're suffering any systemic inflammation, I guarantee you that it's going to affect your eyes at some point. My eye exercises work really well. I've talked about those before. Uh, blue blocker uh, filters, I've talked about those before to protect yourself from the chaotic blue light that, that enters your eyes whenever you're using digital devices. So there are a lot of natural remedies. I would consider getting a baseline from your eye doctor, maybe even having him or her culture what's underneath the eyelids to find out, is it bacterial, viral, or fungal? Uh, or is it just a clogging of the, of the eyelids and the glands? Uh, but those are my thoughts, and I wish you the best of luck, and thanks so much for your participation. <laughs> okay, the next question, I get this question a lot. Uh, what is the strategy to start wearing a reduced prescription and get rid of the astigmatism in the eyes? Well, I've done a number of video blogs on what astigmatism is. So basically, just the synopsis of it is, is that the astigmatism means that the eye is shaped more like an egg instead of a ball. And so it's going to sit in the eye socket with an irregular shape. But what's causing that irregularity is the, um, the way the eye muscles are holding the eye. So they're not equal in terms of controlling and, and moving the eyes, there's an imbalance which creates a shape change. And then the programming behind your eyes, the mental programming that's causing the eyes to change its shape. And then there's the uh, muscular skeletal issue. To me, astigmatism means twists. So there's some asymmetrical body pattern, a twist in the body that is inducing astigmatism in the eye. And Let's say you start doing some body work and you unwind the body, but you, then you put the astigmatism uh, lens on the eye. The body work doesn't hold as well. So that, yes, it's a great strategy depending on how much astigmatism you're starting with. If you have anything over, say, 1 to 1.25 diopters of astigmatism, this is the unit of measure, diopters, then you might consider either reducing the astigmatism by 50% as a starting point or negotiating with your eye doctor to say, hey, I want a, a prescription with no astigmatism. I promise I'm not going to drive in them. I just want to knock around the house and see how it feels. And when you start wearing a prescription without astigmatism, it could be a little blurry. And so you want to use it in a non-demanding and non-threatening situation and not try to squint or strain through it. If you start doing that, then you're wearing it in a circumstance that's not going to support vision improvement. Start off wearing it, say, indoors, just hanging out, you know, just comparing the difference between astigmatism and non-astigmatism. And you're going to eventually notice that when you don't wear the astigmatism, there's more space and openness 
in your eyes and vision. And eventually the astigmatism will unwind, especially if you're getting some body work. And this is a way for you to be proactive at getting off the astigmatism. But what doesn't work is to go to a doctor and talk them into getting you, giving you a, a reduced prescription. And if you're not doing the eye exercises in conjunction with a reduced prescription, it's not going to mean anything to you. You're not going to really be able to understand what it is you have to change to relax your vision into the new prescription. That's where the exercises create a, a new programming that uh, will actually help you adjust to the reduction. Generally speaking, you could ask your doctor for something like a 20-40 correction. Uh, this means that you're not seeing the one-third inch letter at 20 feet, which is 20-20, but you're actually seeing um, a, a letter slightly larger. You still could be able to drive in the daylight, but it's going to take the edge off. It's going to relax your vision and nervous system to start wearing it again in non-threatening, non-demanding situations. And over time, that's uh, going to be the ticket for you to eventually be able to use the, the reduced prescription full time. All right. Well, I want to thank you for the question. All right. Let's go to uh, this listener here. And she has a condition called keratoconus. So I um, did a podcast way back, maybe a year and a half ago, on what it takes to have corneal health. And this, uh, uh, this really um, applies to everybody because the cornea is the clear window of the eye. It's the first part of the eye where we meet the world. Now, it's a vulnerable part because it's a clear window and not only can you see out, but people can see in. And it also is comprised of a lot of tiny nerve endings. And if you're not getting tear coverage, there's a imbalance going on in the hydration because the cornea is made up of mostly collagen. So how it absorbs and works with the water in our eye is going to determine how healthy our cornea is. Now in keratoconus, this is actually a corneal type of corneal degenerative disease. Um, it affects different layers of the cornea. So what it looks like is the, you know how in Saturday Night Live they talked about the cone heads? And so if you remember in the cone heads where their heads were like cones, this is what the eyes are doing. They're becoming like cones. Now the challenge with this is there's a thinning in the corneal layers to create the, the cone shape. But what this is really doing is it's creating a distortion in how you see. So you're going to either get blurred vision, distorted vision, double vision, light sensitivity, and dry eyes. Now, one of the major causes of keratoconus happens to be oxidative stress in the corneal layers. And this is where the person is not able to filter out the water that gets accumulated in the cornea. Now, I'm going to also say that there are genetic influences. So this tends to run along a genealogy uh, line. Also, I have found a, co a correlation between magnesium deficiencies and keratoconus. And I actually uh, just did a video blog on magnesium deficiency 
and how it related to something called eye twitching, the eyelids twitching. So magnesium is a major player, trace mineral, that we're all deficient in because the soils are pretty depleted and we're not getting that same concentration of magnesium, which does so many positive things. All right, well, let's run through the list. And I'm going to say both keratoconus and corneal health, these are things that I think uh, I would consider to at least neutralize some of the deterioration. The first is making sure you're getting the, um, the amino acids, uh, cysteine. This is where you get this through uh, the, the antioxidant and master antioxidant called glutathione. Uh, I would probably take that as a sublingual. Uh, glutathione has been shown to be super important, not only for eye health, but for overall health and wellness. And then in terms of your diet, making sure you're getting the rainbow diet, the red, orange, yellow, green vegetables. Red, orange, yellow represents our zeaxanthin. That's the carotenoid that protects the macula, but it also has a very positive effect on the cornea. So getting your lutein, zeaxanthin, uh, marine carotenoid, astaxanthin, which now you can get as a microalgae uh, supplement. Uh, I'm going to be offering that. Um, I'm working on it right now. And once I have the formula, uh, I'm going to put it up on my web store. Uh, but those would be some of the main things. Obviously, beta carotene, the B vitamins are important for the cornea. Uh, yes, the natural eye drops are really, really helpful, whether you're doing homeopathic or MSM. Uh, these, again, are very moisturizing and help in just supporting the cornea to hydrate itself. Reduce visual stress on digital devices. Um, if, if that means reducing the amount of time and also... Um, protecting yourself from the blue light and how you could do that. I also would protect yourself from the UV radiation. So you may be light sensitive. Uh, so it's that balancing act of wearing a really good sun lens, but also getting 30 minutes of natural sunlight every day. Um, I would also consider uh, eating more of an anti-inflammatory diet, maybe uh, sticking to more of a complex carbohydrate, fiber, and lots of fats and oils. You know, the fats and oils, especially the healthy fats and oils, uh, like just this morning, I made myself uh, some chia pudding with some walnuts, and uh, it was it was some cinnamon. It was totally delicious. I had soaked the chia seeds overnight, put them in my dehydrator for about 30 minutes, and you're getting such a boost of omega-3 from that particular dish Again, if you're vegan or vegetarian, if you're not, then you can go more towards uh, a fish oil. But the omega-3s are really important for eye health, really important for corneal health. And uh, it's something that um, I think you should definitely do. So there are many things you can do to boost your corneal health. If you've got keratoconus and you don't want to go the traditional route completely, which eventually could lead to corneal transplant, which is very a very tricky surgery. Sometimes contact lenses can slow down the progression, but uh, generally speaking, uh, I think if you start working with this both from a topical point of view, the eye and systemic, the body, 
you have a very good chance of neutralizing some of the ill effects that either any corneal, corneal problem or uh, keratoconus might show up. So everybody, wow, um, that's it for today. What a, what a uh, great um, collection of questions. So listen, if you've got questions, send them to me either at hello at drsamburn.com, appointments at drsamburn.com. I'll do my best to uh, answer them one way or another. Just uh, some upcoming events. I'm going to be doing a, a vision sanctuary retreat, an eye retreat online, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, July 24th through the 26th. You can find out about it on my website, drsamburn.com, or also Facebook. Uh, I've even posted it on Instagram. So would love for you to join me on that uh, journey. You can do it from the comforts of your home. You know, I've led a lot of retreats over the years in person, and I've done a few retreats online, and they're actually fantastic. So check that out. And of course, my web store is up and running. We keep selling out because people are so voracious in getting these products back, but uh, we're doing our best to keep them in stock. And uh, if you're, you're interested in trying a, another approach, uh, check out our web store. That would be wonderful. All right, everybody. I wish you good health, good wellness, and until next time, take care. You're listening to a podcast with Dr. Sam Byrne. To learn more about his seminars and workshops, visit his website, www.drsambyrne.com. The Byrne Method is a trademarked signature of Dr. Sam Byrne for his workshops, seminars, books, and DVDs. The information presented in this podcast is in no way intended as a substitute for receiving professional medical care. The design and purpose for this podcast is to provide information for educational purposes only. Dr. Byrne and his guests have no liability or responsibility to any person or entity for loss, damage, injury caused, or allegedly caused through the information, exercises, suggestions, explorations, or written responses presented in this podcast. Dr. Byrne is not a medical authority and his guests are not qualified to diagnose or treat any disease or health problem. This podcast is not a substitute for medical care. Dr. Byrne's information is only his personal opinion. If you have any health problem, please seek medical care for whatever condition you may have.